My Mac Podcast 292, DOJ, FTC, NFW. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the MyMac.com podcast. It's 292, and as usual, I'm joined tonight by uh, my my fellow podcaster, Gaz. The other G in the two Gs, yes? That's uh, right. How the, are you going? The G-men. Um, doing okay. Good, uh, good. Had kind of a kind of a weird weekend. Um, as, you, as you probably know, at least here in the States, uh, the iPad 3G was released Friday at at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Can I just stop you there? Yeah. Grr. <laughs> it'll come, Gaz. I swear. It'll get there. Uh, Apple Apple actually ended up um, closing all of their stores at 4 o'clock to, I guess, to, to get ready for the crowd. And, you know, I, I actually I actually was at the uh, the original iPad launch and and you know you know like we said back then there was there was like seventy five to hundred people there I guess waiting outside but it didn't really seem to be that big of a deal yeah I heard there was a, perhaps a few more at some of the stores for the three G launch well f- oddly enough on Saturday uh, my wife and kids uh, had some errands to run that didn't involve me so you know very foolishly left me home alone <laughs> and. Anytime that happens, you know, my first thought is let's go, you know, somewhere and start some mischief. And that's pretty much what I did. I, I wanted to go and, and look at the 3G to see how it was, you know, going to be a little bit different. So I got in my car. That's and now, always very dangerous, guy. You yeah, do it's, very, it's very, very dangerous. dangerous. So dangerous. You know, I'm a, I'm a man with credit cards burning a hole in my pocket. <laughs> so I, I, I get in my car and I'm driving to the Apple store with you know the firm intention that I am not going to buy an iPad. I am not going to buy an iPad. And of course, what happened was about halfway through my drive, I decided, well, maybe I will buy an iPad. <laughs> so I get to the store. You went through and the it, argument several times and argued yourself out of the bag the other end, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Well, yeah, and, and the worst part about arguing with yourself is when you lose. <laughs> I do that all the time. Yeah, you know, you're like, well, I shouldn't do that. I just can't do this. Okay, I will. You know, and it's and it's pretty much a done deal at that point. You've talked yourself into it, and you're going to face the consequences when you get home. So I, I walk into the Apple Store, and it's it's relatively crowded. So I'm you know I'm looking at some of the stuff that's there. You know, playing around with one of the iPads, and I I finally catch the eye of of one of the the Apple Store employees, and and he walks. Oh yes, sir. Can I help you? I said. Yeah, I'd like uh, one of those iPad 3G 64 gig models, please. And he just kind of looked at me like, oh, sorry, so sorry. And they did not have a single 3G iPad left in the store. And this was just the next day. They were all sold out. So I asked him, I said, well, what about um, the Pentagon? I live here in the D.C. area. I said, what about the Pentagon City store or the Fair Oaks Mall store? Or, you know, the Tyson's Corner store. There, you know, there's a couple of them in Maryland. He says, oh, no, sorry. <laughs> the entire region was sold out of iPod 3Gs. 
Well, I mean, we did see the report from Apple themselves that they, I think, they'd sold over a million uh, since uh, in the first twenty-eight days. And I, I, yeah. I heard some numbers. I didn't see this number, but I heard that they'd sold three hundred thousand of the three G. Now, obviously, a lot in, of those what, in, been, on the first day. It, well, I think a lot of those would have been pre-orders as well, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people that were smarter than me and decided if they really wanted well, one. Well, you didn't would... know whether you wanted one, guy. You see, that's why you were going to the Apple store, just to, you know, reassure yourself. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> when, I, when I left my house here, I had absolutely no intention of buying an iPad 3G. And you could tell by the fierce argument that I had with myself all the way there. I'm surprised I made it there alive. I'm surprised you asked. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like. Can I drive this car and bend my own arm around backwards? So, so tell me, so God. that I'll, I'll I'll admit or agree that I was going to get one. Okay, because yes. obviously I'm I'm still thinking about whether I should get one or not. I mean, I, I've got it. I've got to admit, I have been having doubts, and that concerns me from the point of view of Apple sales. Not that I'm, I'm a shareholder or anything, or I'm that right. whether they sell any. But if I'm doubting whether I should get one. Then you know someone who's drunk the Kool Aid. What about those? People, <laughs> what about those people that have seen the launch, heard so much about it, and now you know the the edge has gone off. You know the polish, the shine is just dulling down a little bit. I wonder how many people also are thinking, "Ah, oh, just leave it." Well, there there are probably a, a few people like that. But however, I will say this: that um, one of the things that that kind of put it in the corner of yeah i'm probably going to get one of these is that i actually spent a little time with one like you know last month when it first came out and i and just watching how quickly it did everything that of course you know we're talking you know pre-made apps for you know for the ipad you know it's not like we're trying to do final cut studio or anything like that on it you know these are these are small relatively lightweight apps and they are designed exactly for this hardware so naturally they're all going to run reasonably well but just to, to pick this thing up with how light it was and to start playing around with some of these apps and i mean before before very much time went by i was just having so much fun with it and you're at the point right now where you still even haven't had it, the chance to, to have one in your hands. No, I, I no, I I have the only um, all I've seen is videos. All I've seen right. is videos, and I, I came across a video actually today um, of someone who'd put one into their kitchen, uh, one of their cupboards. And I, oh, really? And yeah, For what? Yeah. Well, basically, obviously, you can then watch videos on there. You can have it as a TV. Um, okay. You can ha- you know pull up recipes, all sorts of stuff like that. So, and to be honest with you, that's the sort of thing I was thinking of using it as. Um, so we could actually. Well, ha- was it was it still portable or was it like permanently affixed? Within no, the no. Kitchen? It looked like he'd got it in such a way that he could obviously pull it out and uh, and use it. You know, just pull it out and use it around the house. But it, you know, for me, it's almost a permanent fixture there because obviously you'll be able to use the calendar aspect. Sure. Um, you know, and you can have pictures rolling. And if somebody wants to have the TV on while they're in the kitchen, he can do that because he got it hooked up to his. Um, to his stereo, which he'd got in the in the back of the cupboard as well, so he's playing it through the music. So that's all I've seen. You know, that's you know, I only see videos. Right. Well, I, I think once you have a chance to actually play around with one, you know that whatever it is you felt about it when you first heard of it, 
will will come back in a flash. I mean, it to to actually use this thing it is really almost the defining argument for wanting to have one because any doubts that you had that it's not going to do this or it's not going to do that just seem to fly right out the friggin' window so as you sit there and go, oh, that's that's so cool. I really like the way that works. Yeah, I, I can imagine. I mean, obviously, I've, there's a few people that um, are in the UK that have actually got hold of one um, yeah. that um, I speak to on Twitter. And um, they just they just love it. You know, they, they, it's. I think it, a lot of people think that the iPhone or the iPod Touch is what goes around with you all the time. But some people, it seems that they've made an extra uh, scenario for themselves and they now carry the iPad around with them all the time. Well, in my case, um, the place that I work at, you're not allowed to have outside computers. And a lot of places are like that. So you typically at lunchtime, I I pack my own lunch and then there's a a parking deck that's relatively close to where I work. And of course, you know, with the summer's coming, so it's getting starting to get super hot. So I park in that under that uh, or inside of that garage and I'll either use my laptop to, to do some stuff with video or I'll watch a movie on my iPhone. But the one thing that's not that hasn't been easy for me to do has been to access the Web. Yeah. And it's part of the reason why I wasn't even considering the the regular Wi-Fi model. I, I wanted something that I could access the web on the go. And the 3G model just seems, you know, perfectly suited to something like that. Well, I, I mean, that's where I'm pretty much set because obviously I've got the MiFi and I'll, I'll, sure. I'll carry the MiFi. You know, it's quite a small little device. So if I, if I do get hold of one, um, the case that I'm going to get, I'm going to have to... Um, adapt it or get a case which has got a little pouch for their MiFi as well because that's you know the two are going to be inseparable to be honest with you when I'm when I'm out and about yeah well I mean if you if you're going to access the web through and you, you're talking about getting what one of the Wi-Fi ones yeah I, I'm you know I'm I keep I occasionally sway to the 3G just because of the extra functionality with the um, with the GPS, but I keep trying to work out whether I really need. Well, that. Yeah, whether you whether you'd need even GPS functionality in Be- something that's got a nine inch screen. That's right, because I'm not sure how I'm going to use that GPS functionality. And to be perfectly honest with you, the the um, the MiFi. Um, the Wi-Fi will handle your connectivity because it's got some GPS functionality in there. So it actually, right. you know, when there's when there's a lot of signals about the iPod Touch um, will actually give me up to about ten meter range where I am. Now that's well, that's, I, that's 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 close enough. That's all I'm ever going to need. So and when it's when it's down to about it's just the MiFi, it does open up the range a little bit. It goes up to about fifty meters. But again, for me, you know, that can be close enough. So. I, I'm pretty happy with um, not requiring the the, um, the 3G and the the extra GPS that will come uh, that functionality that will come with the uh, with the iPad, so I can perhaps not worry about you know put that money aside for extra apps. Well, sure, and you figure that's you know because having the, the 3G model adds about 130 dollars to the iPad. Yeah, yeah. So that would be in the range of well, de- depending because I know Apple's prices are kind of kind of weird over in the UK. But well, you're talking anywhere from fifty to eighty pounds. Yes, yes, yeah. They're not. They're not weird, really. We basically, obviously, Apple take a, a view on currency exchange rates. We have uh, value added tax already added. Yeah. Uh, whereas yeah. obviously you've got various taxes in the different states, and people often forget that. Now the only 
weirdness comes in the exchange rate that Apple are prepared to obviously move it across. And that's where some people get a little bit upset. But it's, you know. But how do you, I mean, how do you, how do you, how do you vary that as to where it's fair, but at the same time, you know, not have to change your your website pricing every other day well, to, to, to make that, up for currency yeah, flunk, and fluctuations. And you see, that's the long-term view that they're in. They're in the computer business. They're not in the money market business. If they're right. in the money market business, that you know, that. <laughs> They'd be in the in New York, in London, on the stock exchange, and that's where they're they're going to be doing the, the stuff. So they've got to take a long term view, which may come out preferable, or it may lose them uh, a little a bit, a little bit over over a certain period. But and it, as we know, Apple is not fond of losing money on a sale. <laughs> no, they have the no. highest margins for a reason. Absolutely, absolutely, and I but. You know, I, I understand that. I work for an American company, and, in, and we also have to take a long-term view for internal, um, you know... Yeah, your pay, pay grades and all the rest well, of it. Well, the, the rest of it is more on the sourcing of the products and, the you know, the, when the okay. products are being moved internally. And it's a difficult process to go through because, you know, as I said, we're not in the money markets. We're not, you know, we'd be uh, earning the millions that they do in uh, Wall Street, etc. But um, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not me. Uh, no, I understand it. It annoys me occasionally because sometimes it does seem a bit um, unfair. Unfair, but at the moment the pound is strengthening again. People, you know, uh, the complainers then start to fade away in the background. Yeah, until it switches around for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I think we've we've done that to death. I still don't have an iPad because <laughs> they didn't have any for sale. So I. My name is on the waiting so, list. So it, doesn't, actually, it doesn't mean that I'm forced to get one, but I'm, I am on the waiting list you're on for the, the waiting next list. round. Okay, because obviously I'm I'm probably going to be staying up uh, late on the 9th of May, ready to put my order in as soon as the site goes live with it. But, <laughs> knowing my luck, they'll probably close the, the site down 7 o'clock the following morning for a couple of hours before they actually put the uh, the ordering process up. Well, now, is, is May 9th when there, it's no, being it's released? May 10th. Obviously, I, I was talking about staying up late May 9th, but it's May 10th oh, oh, when, okay. we can, when we can pre-order. All right. Have they given you a, a date of release yet? Um, I think it's the end of the month. I think it's towards the end of May. They, I don't think we've actually got a date of release, but we've got a date of order. So Man, we that's annoying. In. But, you know, I, it, 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 to look at it in a more positive light is that, you know, I, I think uh, sales have been far in excess of what Apple expected for the iPad um, simply because, you know, they're, they're trying to fill all their orders in the U S unfortunately that's at the expense of, of everybody else. But I, I guess the question remains is, is Europe and Asia and, you know, some of the other regions of the world going to be as iPad crazy as apparently so many in the U S have been. Well, they've been pretty iPhone crazy, and I've got a feeling that, you know, people have said that, or Apple have said that, you know, this has hit uh, the heights of a million in a much shorter time than the iPhone. Well, that's fine. Well, that was, yeah, but that was the first release of the iPhone. Absolutely, and this is is like a development from that, you know, that particular product. So I'm not not surprised from that uh, that point of view. Um, But I I think it'll do as well in in other countries as well. They're still hearing it. I think Apple are probably kicking their 
um, kicking themselves because it's done or for so not well. having enough product. Yeah, yeah, because obviously that momentum is tremendous, and if they could have kept that momentum going in each of the countries and started releasing it like they did the iPhone, you know, on a fairly quick basis. Um, that momentum would have just continued. Whereas, as I said, you know, I'm having doubts and that can concerns me from, you know, if I was Apple and they knew that from an Apple fanboy is having doubts as to whether he's going to just go out and buy it straight yeah. away. You know, or the, the ordinary person in the street who was thinking, oh, what's this iPad? I'll go and get one. They must be thinking now, oh, you know, they've moved no. on to the next Yeah, thing. who cares? Who cares? It's just another device. Yeah, yeah. So it's just that momentum, but that, you know, Apple will get it back. Yeah. Yeah, um, we got some feedback, feedback from we got feedback from Phil Paxson Paxman, ah uh, yes, who, who was uh, one of our winners of the the Mac Alley contest that we had a couple of weeks ago. And he was he was the winner of, of the Mac prizes, right? And how's he how's he liking them? Oh well, let me let me read you what he wrote. Okay, dear guy and Gaz, I just wanted to say thank you to mymac.com and Macaulay plug 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 for the wonderful prizes I received. The tune fan is too cool. It sounds great. My wife and daughter couldn't believe the sound that was coming out of it. The subwoofer makes a huge difference. I haven't had a chance to to use the trans cable yet, but if it works anything like the tune fan, it will be great. Thanks for all of you for uh thanks for all you do at mymac.com and keep up the good work. Thanks again, Phil Paxman. Then he has a little PS here. Urbana, Ohio is near Springfield, right in between Dayton and Columbus. <laughs> that means nothing to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, like I said, I, I did live in Ohio for uh, a number of years and, and actually lived in Columbus for a while, and that's probably why Urbana sounded so familiar to me. Right. Um but because of the the job I had at the time, uh, I had and people who live in Ohio will know where this is. Um, we had a guy that lived in Middletown. He handled Dayton, Cincinnati area. We had a guy in Cleveland who handled Cleveland, and I had the rest of the state, which meant I was driving about thirty five thousand miles a year just in the state of Ohio for the job I had at the time. Nice. <laughs> yeah, well, I had the least number of systems, but the biggest overall territory. But thanks, Phil, for sending yeah. that in. Yeah, it sounds like. Um well, it sounds like he's thoroughly enjoying them. So there you go, folks. If yep. you have prizes, get your name down, get your name in. And if there's something that we've said or something that we've done that have that is praiseworthy or has totally hacked you off, you can send us uh, you can send us some feedback with uh, our email address, which is probably a good way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> God, I sound like an idiot tonight. That's uh, feedback at mymac.com. And of course, you can also send us a Skype, a Skype message, or call our n- non-toll-free number, which is guess seven zero three four three six nine five zero one. And I still haven't found anything that 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 those numbers will equal up to some kind of word that, that <laughs> is probably repeatable on a family-friendly show. No, 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 let's not go there. No, we probably should not. Um, one of the other things we wanted to talk about tonight was uh, HTML5 and that there's a, a, a number of major sites that are moving to or experimenting with HTML5, which is very important to the iDevices world since, of course, most of these sites previously used Flash and Flash exclusively. Yeah, I, this is just going to be ongoing. I've, I've, I think, Guy, that the more that the webmasters see where the 
um, or which devices are actually hitting their sites, they'll yeah. suddenly realize that they perhaps have to start looking at changing their sites to, to be able to accept the, well, let's call them the iDevices. Um, yeah. And, yeah, you did right. I mean, I think, who's it, YouTube have, have moved over, Hulu, uh, Virgin America. They're, they're, you know, there's lots of sites that are moving over to HTML5. Um, some parts of HTML5, obviously, are, uh, are big improvements. Uh, some parts uh, perhaps aren't. I mean, <laughs> I think uh, there's various discussion points on H.264. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a big subject, that one, uh, on its own. Well, it's not an open standard. You know, it's it's privately owned by the MPEG LA group, but I think they're withholding royalties until I think 2015 or something like that. Yeah, that yeah, I've been doing a little bit trying well trying to do a bit of uh, research. Yeah, it on gets it. it gets really confusing. Oh, it gets really really heavy because what they say is if you've got about if you uh, you're using it for your own use and you're using .h uh, h.264 up to about 12 minutes and you put it on the web and it's free to everybody everyone to watch there's no licensing right you don't have to worry about any licensing although there is a little bit of a, a, a an indication that in 2011 they're not sure whether that will change although they then have a discussion with the head um um, of that group that you just mentioned. Oh, the MPEG LA group? The MPEG LA group, yeah. And he says, no, 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 no. When it's you know up to 12 minutes, if it's free on the web uh, and you're giving it out free, then there's no licensing issues. Where the licensing issue kicks in is when obviously people are using that codec um, to be able yeah, to... Yeah, to move like paid content. That's right, that's right. And that's when the licensing kicks in. But that's, that's the same with Flash. But then, of course, people try and compare Flash to H.264 and they're completely different because Flash is not just a video codec. It's, it's a platform. Yes. And, and H.264 is a codec for video. Exactly. So, so the whole subject, I'm afraid, is um, something... It's somewhat it, convoluted. It, well, it's, it's not convoluted, but it, it's very... It, there's a lot more in there than you, you, know, you first thought. Because I was thinking, oh, I hate Flash. You know, I've got click to Flash. I stop it on my, uh, on my desktop and... Uh, yeah, for ads and, and the like. That's right. And, but when you read a little bit deeper, you know, Flash has had to get where it is now because it's grown and it's it's the product that everybody was using to use, you know, to get video. Because if you go back a few years, if you remember trying to watch video on a website used to be a real pain. Oh, it was, it was a nightmare. And Flash kind of, you know, people forget very quickly that Flash actually made that a lot easier. Well, Flash also used to be a lot simpler. Um, uh, and that's, it was, it, for the most part, when Flash first came out, and you know, people are, are welcome to, to correct me if I'm wrong, because you know, God knows I've been wrong before. Um, it it <laughs> generally... Hands, it up, generally my hands up, my hands up. <laughs> hands to hand of God, hand to God. It generally was used as a method of you know, pre- presenting content and by content, you know, we're talking, you know, video and audio and things along those lines yep. uh, across, across the web when bandwidth stand, you know, when bandwidth was, was much more Restricted. limited. Yeah. yeah. Than, than what we have today. And, um, 
Flash wasn't at at that point wasn't so much a platform like you said is it was just a method for for delivering content. Now we've got it where it it's being used almost almost as an OS on its own where it's right. it's doing games, it's it's doing all these other things and Absolutely. the people that complain about the various iDevices not having Flash keep bringing up games. Well, most of these games were never built as far as Flash goes to use a touch interface. These were all mostly to be used with a mouse or to be used with a keyboard and and you know arrows and and all the rest of that. Yeah, I'm it, and that's that's I mean it's all part it, it gets very complex because obviously I was I was having this discussion the other night and people said, "Oh yeah, we don't care about games. I'm not worried about it." But I came into uh, the office where the Mac Mini is uh, the other day, and my youngest daughter was sat playing a game over the web, and it was a flash game. And mm-hmm. I, you know, we have a restricted uh, to certain sites, and she's you know they've both been taught about where they should and shouldn't go. And this particular site, it's all flash games. It's absolutely all flash games. And she, was it like Disney.com or I, something? I, 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 I think I, I think I, Disney I, is mostly flash. Yeah, I don't think it was Disney, but it it was you know it was it. Hang on, and there's there's another discussion point actually. Um, it wasn't Disney, but it, it it didn't really matter. The fact was that she was enjoying playing these games, Flash, over over the web. Now, people forget that Flash is so ubiquitous. Yeah, it's uh, everywhere. It's and obviously it doesn't work, and Apple don't want it. Steve Jobs has come out recently and made a, a complete statement, which um, I read the other day. Um, Again, some of it was getting a little bit in-depth, but he had six major points. Um, But his last point was that he didn't want people to have to go through a third-party process to create applications to go on their units, on their devices. Um, And that's where we come back to the flashes now become a platform. But Apple have got to be a little bit careful in having a go at Flash because they're actually making uh, Behemoth themselves in iTunes. Well, I think uh, iTunes is is probably as big a behemoth as as Flash is. Um, we talked before that you know, I mean, Apple for for the various iDevices just keeps adding more and more layers yep. Yep. to iTunes, and it's becoming even on the Mac now. You know, on the Windows side, I've heard lots of complaints, but even on the Mac side, I mean, I can't tell you. I want to go from from movies to applications. Well, as soon as I hit the little tab, I see a beach ball <laughs> immediately. Yeah, and it's I mean, it's not written in. Oh, and I always get this wrong. It's not been written in. It's still written in Cocoa, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's not in. Um, oh God, we just talked about this the other day. Um, Coco and uh, uh, I know someone's going to call up and say, "You idiots! We told you it was Paul Olive, you know, or something along this." Yeah. Paul Olive, but it's it, not Coco. It's Paul Olive. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it, it's not in. It's not in the Intel uh, only. That's right. Uh, now, code the, and the thing. And the thing is, uh, the, the fact that Apple are having a go at, uh, at Adobe, you know, and asking them to. Um, improve Flash, and Adobe have said that they are doing it. And one of the things that Steve says is, you know, I'm glad we didn't hold our breath and wait because you know they're still waiting after almost a couple of years for you know for Adobe to come out and improve Flash. And I understand, yeah, well, at least I for OS X. I, yeah, well, I under, I understand all that, but you know they they shouldn't throw the mud about too much because you know if iTunes suddenly goes down, it's it's. Uh, and a lot of people are complaining about it. And I'll be honest, when I was on Windows, 
although um, the iPod 5th gen was my um, gateway drug into Apple products, I hated having to use it through iTunes because iTunes was an absolute mare on Windows to use. Um, And that was what, XP or Vista? I guess it that doesn't was, really no, matter. That was, uh, that was um, Windows 2K. I, I, I didn't move over to XP. I didn't move okay. over to XP. I kept with uh, uh, Windows um, 2K Pro. So, But uh, the, the, point, the point is, it's not a straightforward codec swap, and that's what people no. have got to remember. Um, it's, this story goes a lot deeper. I think there's a lot more to it um, than just the fact that Apple don't want Flash on their devices. Well, uh, one of the other points that that uh, Steve Jobs had talked about was he didn't want to he didn't want to be beholden to any other companies, and he didn't want developers to become reliant yeah. Yeah, which we, we, on we third party yeah. software. Yeah. yeah. So you know, he said he wants he wants developers to use you know open uh, platform sorry open uh, code development software to make applications for the iDevices. Which kind of comes back to your original point about saying, you know, we're moving from Flash, which is, it's proprietary, to H.264, which is also proprietary. (laughs) So, yeah, where's the openness? Well, I I think a lot, this is going to be an ongoing story for a while. And actually, after we come out of the break, we've we've got another story that's that's somewhat... Uh, related that uh, that we can go into, yeah. um, but to, to stick with this topic for a moment, um, with with the iPhone and the iPod Touch and the iPad, do you think that Apple has enough clout to convince developers to create exclusive flash-free content or alternatives? I think that, I, I, to be honest with you, I think they have. I, I, what I'm hearing is that a lot of sites are seeing that the traffic coming through their site is, from, is mainly from, incredibly, they're seeing a massive uh, increase. Upswing in mobile? In, from the iPad. In the short time that the iPad has been out, I've been hearing some ridiculous numbers for sites being hit by the iPad device. Um, really? Yeah, which is incredible considering there's, you know, they've only... We say they've only sold a million. I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's a hell of a lot. Oh, is that all? Is, is that all? <laughs> um, but I mean, it's it's you know that's a that's a big number of those devices. So if the developers are seeing their websites being hit by those sites, and what people, I mean, it's what I do on the iPod Touch. If I can't see something uh, because it's restricted uh, and it's not. You know, it's not been written for the, the mobile device, uh, which I, I always go to the desktop version. I never use the mobile versions because right. I, I think the mobile versions on the oh, they on, suck. They suck completely. Um, and if enough developers see that the sites are being hit by these devices, that's what will make them move because people won't go back. No, they won't. Uh, well, on that kind of on that same note, do you think that Flash can be saved or even should be saved? <sighs> I I don't think Adobe will want to let it die, guy. Um, no, no, and, absolutely and, not. And I think I think they will come out with a better version. Whether they make a version which is good enough to go onto mobile devices and touch mobile devices, and whether Apple allows it in the future is another discussion. Um, but it's ubiquitous on desktops and laptops, and you know the the uh, Windows world is still a massive market. So yes, it'll survive no problem. Yeah, well at least at least for the immediate future. Yeah. Now, you know, whether, who knows whether it survives on Apple devices? No. 
Yeah. Uh, also, remember that uh, Microsoft is getting ready to put the, the final finishing touches on uh, Windows Phone 7, which they, they finally came up with a name that didn't suck. So from, from what I'm hearing about Windows Phone 7 is that it may or may not allow Flash content on their devices as well. But haven't, wouldn't, haven't they just have a big kick in the teeth? Oh yeah, with HP buying uh, Palm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it be, and basically just dropping the slate, which Balmer had uh, demoed at CES back in what January or February. Yeah. So I'm, here's I'm, Steve I'm Ballmer, sure. the CEO of Microsoft, standing on a stage in Las Vegas in like the the biggest consumer electronics show ever, holding up an HP slate, and then within. You know what? Less than two months, HP just says, "Ah, well, we have WebOS now, so we're not going to sell it." I I think HP have, uh, have played a clever game there. That you know they, they've seen they're late to it, but they've they've played the game. They've seen how well Apple are doing, and they've realised that the mobile you know, market is growing. Uh, you know, huge having having a pen device or having some interface, another piece of interface between you and a mobile device doesn't work. No, the touch it does not the work. Touch device is the way to go. Yep, and I think on that note we're going to take a little break. Uh, you and I just recorded a uh, commercial a little while ago. Yeah, and sixteen so, outtakes, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah, at least at least sixteen <laughs> outtakes. No, actually the uh, the outtakes might be might be uh, more entertaining <laughs> than the commercial itself. <laughs> Though of course, like we said, this is a family friendly show, so uh, I would have to spend like you know the next week. You're bleeping out certain sections of it, but that's a whole other story. So uh, please, everyone, give it a listen, and we'll be back in just a minute. It's Gaz. And Guy from the MyMac.com podcast. And we're here to tell you that if you like listening to us, you'll enjoy some of the other podcasts from MyMac.com that are available from iTunes. There's the My Photo Tech podcast with Sandro Cuccia to tell you all about digital photography. He also talks about the latest news, hardware, and software, along with tips and tricks to make you a better photographer. There's also your own Victory Garden podcast with Greg Holdsworth for all of you people with a green thumb. And Sam's Cool Picks to tell you about some of the latest gear for the Mac, iPhone, and all the other Apple devices we know and love with your host, Sam Levin. Also, the geekiest show ever, which can be about, well, anything, with Tim Robertson, Chad Perry, and sometimes even me. The MyMac.com podcast, My Phototech, your own Victory Garden, Sam's Cool Picks, and the Geekiest Show Ever podcast can all be found so very easily in iTunes. It's all free for downloading, so go get it. The MyMac.com podcast and associated content is copyright and part of Major League Baseball Guy. and is subject to laws governing such content. All rights reserved 2010. Guy. What? We aren't part of Major League Baseball. Are you sure? Yes. But we, we used to be? <sighs> Go to iTunes and grab those podcasts, folks. You'll really enjoy them.
And welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast. Uh, Gaz and I are still here, even after that little bit of uh, happy nonsense that we recorded prior to beginning the show tonight. Hope you like it. Uh, I, you know, I think I'm going to send that off to uh, to some of the other podcasters and, and see if they'll play that during their podcast as well. <laughs> they'll throw it out. <laughs> yeah, well, as long as it's, as long as my head is in a general yeah. direction, you're probably right. <laughs> okay, um, next thing we're going to talk about, and and this is all kind of falls under the the title of speculation. There was there's I think there was a New York Times article, or it was it was a newspaper in New York that was talking about that there was a possibility that the Department of Justice and the Federal Trade Commission was going to look into whether an investigation is warranted for possible antitrust violations with Apple's requirement of only using Apple's programming tools for applications to run on the iPhone, the iPad, and iPad, uh, sorry, iPod Touch. Which is obviously, and, which is obviously what you mentioned uh, in the item before yeah. the break. Yeah, just before the break. Now, now here's the, the, the section in question of, the, and I think this was um, part of, of Steve's letter, or maybe not. But anyway, here it is. Uh, applications may only use, oh no, this is, this is part of, I think, the, the agreement with uh, iDevice developers okay. for applications. Okay. Applications may only use documented APIs in the manner prescribed by Apple and must not use or call any private APIs. Applications must be originally written in Objective-C, C, or C++, or JavaScript as executed by the iPhone OS WebKit engine and the and only code written in C, C++, and Objective-C may compile and directly link against documented APIs, e.g. applications that link to documented APIs through an intermediary translation or compatibility layer or tool are prohibited. And I have no idea what that last sentence means. I, I wonder whether some Flash developers have been in contact with the DOJ and FTC in kind of response to... <laughs> well, I, I'm sure I'm sure none of them are happy. I mean, Adobe Adobe put money and resources into developing a, a a tool that would allow them to take Flash code and make it into something that's you know yeah, iDevice. Yeah, I think we br- briefly mentioned this before, but I, I mean that's this is this is Apple's platform now. Yeah. The the problem kicks in, and obviously in Europe, uh, Microsoft had a major issue because they were putting Explorer um, onto their machines or as part of the OS. Well, it was part of the OS. Uh, yeah. Um, and they, they claimed at the time that it couldn't be removed. That's right, which obviously it could. But, it, the, but yeah. the point was that the only reason they were being investigated, Guy, was because of the market share. Now that they had, that's, yeah, they had over ninety percent, which they still absolutely. do. Now, although Apple have got a massive share in the smartphone and in the cell phone, it seems some on some of the figures up. Well, at least, at least in the smartphone market. Um, but, but they're not. But Nokia, Nokia still has a much higher percentage a, than Apple. Absolutely, does. but the, 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 they're not a monopoly, and I wonder whether that's why this at the moment is only being looked into. Um, it's speculation as to whether they will go any further. I don't think at this point they will. Um, the the fact that Apple, the, the fact that Apple have got their own 
um, processes that you have to go through to develop on their device, which you right. which you don't have to buy because there are competitive items out there, I think is probably could well throw this into a cocked hat. But I mean, what do you think? Well, um, part of of what got Microsoft in trouble as well, you know, then we're talking well over ten years ago, yeah. was exactly what you said. You know, they were bundling. Internet Explorer for free when at the time uh, Netscape, if anybody remembers them, had a competing browser that cost around $30. Well, the moment Microsoft included Internet Explorer, you know, that basically kicked the legs right out of Netscape and and they had absolutely no market to go to at that point. So, you know, that was, I mean, that's that's very (laughs) anti-competitive, no doubt about it. You so at what point does Apple saying, well, we don't want you to use Flash, but we want you to use these these other languages to create your game on a platform that isn't a monopoly? Now, what is there really to investigate? I, I some of this I don't understand. No, I don't. And and obviously I I think they can be fairly confident because HP have just spent 1.2 billion on buying Palm now. Yeah, to get the WebOS. They're, they're going to have the same the same scenario. They also should be investigated if this goes through, um, because they will have obviously the WebOS uh, development tool, presumably to be able to develop on their devices when they come out with some. Uh, well, I think I think part of the difference is you know that Palm didn't really have a closed architecture, and of course, neither does Google with the Android OS. Now, on the other hand, Apple very much has a closed architecture with the iDevices, but this is very similar. (laughs) This is very similar to what Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony also do with their console game systems. If you want to develop games for the consoles, you have to use Microsoft's, Nintendo's, and Sony's tools. Now, that's not to say that you know, if you're going to develop a game that's going to run on, on say, the Xbox and the PS3, that you can't use a similar game engine. But that's that's not the same thing as like I think with Microsoft's Xbox, it's XNA or something like that. You know, people that are are more into that than than I am can probably answer that question. But the underlying technology for creating the game is still based on Microsoft's tools, and these are very much, you know, the, the console game systems, they're very much closed platforms as well. Well, it, it's interesting that you mentioned Google um, and Android, because obviously now Microsoft have bought into HTC, and now Google, I think, are going to have to be paying Microsoft some licensing fees. Oh, for some of their technology? For some of the technology. Now, so it's almost closing that loop. So... It, I I really don't think this is going to fly. I, I you know I can understand why they're looking into it, but whether it'll get any further, I'm not sure. I mean, I I don't think there's there's any reason whatsoever for this to go further than uh, yes, we've looked into it. Uh, no, there's no reason to investigate it any further. Now, on the other hand, if Apple um, those uh, the iPhone and the iPad become completely dominant then there might be a case for it. Um, but 
that with a closed platform, def, you know, definitely there would be a case for it. And, and coming out, it certainly would be a. <laughs> you know what us Europeans are like. It'd certainly be looked at over. Oh, here. Yeah. <laughs> it'd certainly be looked at over here. But the thing is, is the iPad um, a lone device? Is it going to create? Is it its own market? If it's its own market, then it is going to be dominant. So I, I really don't know which way this is going to oh, go. Oh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think the iPad is going to be alone for very long. Uh, you know, my guess is, well before the end of the year, we're going to start seeing uh, Android tablets. And if if I had to to place a bet, I wouldn't be surprised if HP didn't come out with a WebOS tablet before too much longer. Now, there's already a you know I, I don't have the numbers, but there's already been a, a, a number of applications that have been developed. For Palm's Web OS, right. you know, and of course, Google's Android system has. I think uh, they passed the 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 ten or fifteen thousand um, app number. You know, yeah, not not all that long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, and one of the complaints about Apple's App Store was that oh, there's a bunch of fart apps, and you know, there's a bunch of flashlight apps, and you know, and and this kind of happens, especially as a market is beginning to to develop. Where you know people will look at the tools that are available for creating these applications, and there's going to be a lot of similarity between quite a few of these apps, and it takes a little bit of time for it to shake out. Now, one thing that Apple has over at least over Android is that all of the devices that they've made, and when I say all of their devices, I mean you have the iPad, you have the iPod Touch. And you have the iPhone. Now, with the iPhone and iPod Touch, the screen size is exactly the same. So people developing apps for those two devices, they, they don't have to worry about differences in screen sizes. They don't have to worry too much about differences in hardware. They can code toward the OS, you know, whether it's OS 2.1 or OS 3 or, or now coming up OS 4. Yep. Whereas with the Android, you have no idea what kind of hardware is going to be in, in any one given device? So, do you code toward well, HTC yeah. devices? Well, that's 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 the that's the problem. Google or the Android development side has got, whereas they're in exactly the same place that Microsoft was, just for a different platform. Because obviously, Microsoft, you had exactly the same scenario. What type of equipment is the um, Windows Seven? as we are now, what sort of right. piece of equipment is it going on to? And that's exactly the, the situation that Google and Android have now found themselves into. They've got a good yeah, system. Yeah, so you have, a, you have a splintering of the market. Uh, and those, those particular manufacturers of the different types of equipment may also say, ah, we want that piece, but we don't want that piece. We want that piece, but we don't want that piece. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Apple have got a fantastic product. They are market leaders I don't think that they own the market, um, and I, I, I think this will. What are you talking about with the with the iPad, with the iPad, or with the iPhone? Well, no, no. I mean, they obviously they own their own market. You know, the the market that that they've spent the last couple of years developing. But as it stands right now, you know, I mean, Windows XP and Vista and Windows Seven uh, pads aside. You know, there, there is no real competition right now 
for the iPad. And, it, it's the cheese that stands alone. Absolutely, and so, and that's that's why I don't think um, it, it, I don't think that they will look at it at this stage and investigate. It's too early. It's it's too early. Yeah, yeah. So you know, if you want to call the iPad as a monopoly of one, it's only a monopoly because you know neither. Google or any of their partners or Microsoft and any of their partners have created devices with their mobile OSs to compete with it no, yet. No. So if you want to if point the DOJ and the FTC in my direction, I'll, I'll sort them out for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> on that happy note, where gas is going to take on the Department of Justice <laughs> the Federal Trade Commission, and it was really nice knowing you guys. <laughs> Hang on a minute, what are our extradition extradition laws? I'm not sure, I might have to revisit that comment. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, if you hurry, I think there's a flight to Zimbabwe (laughs) that you can get away on. Um, But I I think we're going to call it a night on that happy note. Uh, Once again, if you want to contact us, you can get a hold of us through our non-toll-free number, which is 703-436-9501. You can also leave us Skype comments. You can do that right through your, your iPhone or your iPod Touch. Just make a comment on the, the little voice app that it has, and you can email that to us at feedback at mymac.com. And we both Gaz and I also have Twitter names. We do. Gaz. We do. What the, what the heck is your Twitter name? You'll never believe it, but it's actually no, tw- twitter.com forward slash... Gazmaz. I, I'm stunned. <laughs> You're stunned, aren't you? How did? Well, of course, I'm easily stunned, so that, that's <laughs> another thing. Mine is uh, twitter.com forward slash MacParrot. And. MacParrot, MacParrot. So I hope you all have a, have a great weekend, and uh, I guess we'll see you next week. See you, everybody. And thank you for listening to the MyMac.com podcast. Please send all feedback to podcast at MyMac.com. Be sure to check out our other shows, including Geekiest Show Ever, My Photo Tech Podcast, Your Own Victory Garden, and Sam's Cool Picks. All available in iTunes. 